Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Amen. Are you glad you're in the house of the Lord? Come, come on, give you, if you're glad you're in the house of the Lord. Give God a praise in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm excited about Jesus. Somebody walked in that hadn't been here before. And um, they're used to seeing the ministry in a Pacific place, in a you know, your normal, traditional you know, church. And, and, um, and, and they asked, what happened? You know, one of the kids said, what happened? You know, like, what happened? You know, like, they were like, what happened? You know, I'm used to seeing you in the church. What, what happened? And I looked at them just as it, I looked at them excited and they said, we got a brand new start. <laughs> I said, we got a brand new start. It's exciting. Because they were like, oh my God, what happened? You know, like, <laughs> like it was bad. But I look at the neighbor and say, what looks bad is not always bad. Oh, you know, and listen, that was worth coming for. That was worth coming for if you know, we could sh shut down right there and go back to the house because just because it looks bad, don't make it bad. Hallelujah. Because we trust in a God that's well able. Somebody say well able. Well able to do more than what you see. Do you hear me, somebody? And when you begin to understand what we're moving in now, I mean, compared to before, oh, I'm telling you, the Bible says, he who the Son has set free. Somebody say free. Now, maybe nobody ever been locked up, but I'm telling you, if you've ever been, let's say, uh, detained. Uh, that's, that's a little bit different. Uh, maybe you've been a little bit, uh, what, what's another word for it? Give me, give me some more synonyms. Oh, y'all just straight up incarcerated. And, I know, look, and nobody, if you know they don't want to admit to being locked up, ain't nobody admitting to being incarcerated. That, I mean, that's just full flesh. I'm sorry. So we got to kind of come lightly with them. Let's, let's say, now I got a counselor in here. She'll give me some synonyms to it. But what's some other words besides being detained or huh, confined? There you go. Just a little confined, restricted. Anybody ever been confined or restricted? Wanted to be free but couldn't be free. Wanted to uh, tied up, huh? Uh, what you say was another one? In holding. In holding. Oh, that's all. Yeah. You're pretty close to getting uh, incarcerated if you're holding. If you've ever been in any, any of those categories or what comes to your mind, please understand, when you finally get free, when you finally feel freedom, oh, you, you're, not, you're not in any means... All right, feeling bad about the situation. Look, you may have had to ask somebody to set you free. You may have had to get down and rub yourself until you got free. You may have to, I mean, had to go through something until you, but once you get free, oh my God. I, look, I'm not even apologizing for being free. I'm so thankful for freedom. Somebody, somebody say freedom. So look, I'm so glad for freedom. I thank God that we're able to move by the freedom of the Holy Ghost. Oh, you hear me, somebody? So now I see what the psalmist said when he got on the other side of his, his, his trouble. He said, it was good that I was afflicted. Yeah. Now, look at your neighbor side. Now, everybody's not saying that all the time, but you got to get on the other side of it. Somebody said, you got to get on the other side of it. You got to get on the other side of it to be able to say, it was good that I was afflicted. But what if you can jump in by faith? And say, you know, I'm not on the other side yet, but God, I know you're so good. You take what's on this side until I get on the other side and help me by faith to say it's still good. Yeah. Somebody in the middle of that right now, somebody need to be able to say it's still good. Yeah. Don't feel good, but
but it's still good. Don't look good, but it's still good. They still talk about how bad it is, but look at your neck and say, it's still good. If you can just hook up by faith and say, it's still good. Elevate your hands and tell them thank you right now. I am so happy that it's still good. Don't look good, but it's still good. Don't feel good, but it's still good. Don't sound good, but it's still good. Are you hearing me, somebody? Because we serve a good God. Thank you, Lord. We just, Lord, we just thank you today. We bless you. We bless you for those that are here. We bless you for those who have you called for a divine appointment to hear what you have to say concerning your word. Lord, we bless you today. Have your holy way as only you can. Breathe on your word as only you can. Let divine revelation open up as we speak. Let it open up in Jesus' name. Freshness. Freshness, freshness. Oh, let us smell the freshness of your word. Lord, I remember growing up, you used to walk by the bread company, and before, about two or three blocks before you even got to the bread company, I could smell the bread. Ah, shout out, Abba, shout Lord, let, let the saints smell the freshness of the revelation of your word before they even hear it, and let them get happy. Let them get happy. Let them, hey, 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 let them get happy. Before you even speak about what they're in, they can get happy by faith because I can smell something baking in the oven, something just for me. It's the freshness. Hey. Ah, somebody's starting to smell in the spirit. Hallelujah. Somebody's starting to smell in the spirit. There's something baking in the oven for you. Hallelujah. The Lord has a fresh word. The Lord has a fresh word. Look at your neighbor and say, the Lord's got a fresh word for me. And I receive it before I even hear it. Lord, I receive your word. The scripture says he sent his word and it healed us. Do you hear me? There's something that was sent from heaven that was designed specifically, prescribed specifically for us individually to heal you. Not just of your affliction, but whatever you're dealing with. Look, look at, just receive it. Lord, I receive it. Somebody talked about that nasty medicine. Lord, ah, before you even taste bad, I receive it. Hallelujah. I receive it. I remember mom and, mom and dad used to call us and get that nasty, thick castor oil. I used to hate complaining about whatever was bothering me because I, I, I didn't know it until it took a while. But whenever you start complaining about my nose running or something bothering me, my, my headache, something, but it, it, they always come, come on in here. You coming in the kitchen. Oh, my God. What's up? Uh, and they had, that, they had that big old teaspoon, that big old tablespoon, and they took out that brown bottle, and they were pouring, and you just start crying. <laughs> The last time I said, my stomach was hurting, you poured the castor oil, but I just said my nose was running. Wait a minute, stomach, nose, what? Here come a bottle of castor oil. It didn't matter. My throat was bothering me. Here come the bottle. It didn't matter what it was. They, they got the castor oil. And I heard Pastor Scale talk about you drinking some. What did he say? They would drink something else. It was some good grape juice. Mom and Daddy didn't get that revelation. They gave us grapefruit juice. Now, it's been my experience, grapefruit juice don't taste good by itself. You have to kind of, it's an acquired taste. But I kind of got it. The castor oil tastes so bad that it made the grapefruit juice taste good. <laughs> Once we got to swallowing that thick, what is it? No, wait a minute, it was like TW20. 
you swallowing it, it's still slowly going down. You swallowed already, and it started just barely going down your throat. Your Adam apple that went down and came back up, and it's just barely, it's just barely going down. Yeah, it's just going down. And so I, I, I took a quick, forgive my reference, I took a quick hit of that, that oh, I'm sorry, that quick shot. That's what I was looking for. I took a quick shot of that grapefruit juice, and the grapefruit juice passed the castor oil. <laughs> I tasted the grapefruit juice, but it was down in my belly, and the cancer all was still just barely going on. Like, my God, this is a long process. But, but in the end, it was better for me yeah. that I took the castor oil. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Yeah. And the castor oil made me appreciate what I thought was bad. Okay. Watch this. I thought the grapefruit juice was just terrible. We're not talking about that sweetened grapefruit juice. We're talking about that unsweetened. Oh, yeah. My mom and dad, they were, they, they were very thrifty. They, they didn't buy anything that cost more. If the sugar, if the sweetened cost more than the unsweetened, guess what they got? And I was like, oh, my God, this was horrible. But it made me better. Now, watch this. The same way that natural worked for me, the Bible says, first, what? Then spiritual. First natural, then spiritual. If you can understand that natural principle, we're going to your life and work. Understand spiritually, when I send my word, it may not taste good. And it may take you a little time to digest it. Some of us, we may gag on it. Are you hearing me? But if you just let it, let it take its course, it's, once it gets past that, that, that bottom slope right there, it's going down. And it's going to do what it intends to do. And I'm here to tell you, the word that the Lord sent today is going to do what he meant for us to do. Elevate your hands and tell the Lord, thank you. Because I purpose in my heart the same way I stood in that kitchen with mom and daddy. All right, I'm going to take it. I know it's going to be rough, but I'm going to take it. And, it's be, and, and look, the same way you came in here, Lord God, regardless of how, regardless of how it seems, regardless of how it sounds, Lord, what you send, I'm willing to receive it. Yeah. As you let your spirit say that, oh, your spirit's open to what God says. And I'm telling you, something getting ready to happen. Yeah. Are you hearing me, somebody? Can, look, so, so as I prepared for this word, I was like, okay, Lord, this is a new year. All right. Uh, I mean. I mean, everybody looking for a new word. Everybody looking for a fresh word. Sometimes we're looking for that cliche, you know, that rhymes with the end, whatever the end of the year is. When it was 2003, we know we're going to be free. 2004, we're going to get more. 2005, we ain't taking no job. And so, I mean, so it just puts you, it just puts you under the pressure that as you start getting to these next years, okay, now what is it going to be? And so, and I, I mean, all this week, I've not been seeking the Lord for this new revelation of this fresh cliche to give me for 2016. You know, I'm like, God, I mean, I've, I'm sorry I've not been seeking you about this cliche that I need to have to, to, to ring in the ears of the saints so they can feel good about what you said. But, but God said, but I don't need a cliche. If they can just receive what I say, it'll ring in their ears because, because my truth will ring into their hearts of those that believe and it will cause them to believe. See, when truth comes to believers, it rings, it resonates. When pure truth comes to believers, it don't have to have a cliche. It don't have to rhyme. It don't have to have a beat. It, 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 truth resonates. Yes, yes. 
in the heart of the believer. It's the same way a piano, uh, a piano tuner, when he gets ready to tune the piano, he hits a certain key, a, a, a fork, he hits it, and then he finds the key, the middle key, uh, middle C, and it, it resonates, and ding, 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 and, 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 and he starts the tuning the string to begin to resonate in identically to what that pitch is on that tuning fork. Does that make sense to you? The same way that happens, what happens when the truth of God comes forth, it begins to tune our hearts up to know how to believe. Believe past what you see. Believe past what they said. Believe past the x-rays. Are you hearing me? Believe past what I feel. Somebody say believe. Believe past what my bloodline has always done. You know, mom and daddy always had this. Uncle Bill, Uncle Billy, and Aunt Sue always had this. And you know what? I've had this for years. See, you, when you begin to retune your heart, because I'm a believer, and it's my responsibility to believe, not go by what I've been seeing. When you begin to tune your heart to that, you start ignoring what you see and what they say and what you heard. And you before, before you know it, all of a sudden now, I'm believing and it don't even make sense to why I'm believing, but it's just truth and I've got to believe truth more than what I see. Does that make sense to you? So the Lord told me, he said, now you, all you got to do is just give my truth. They'll get over it not resonate, it, it not rhyming with 2016. Y'all will get past that. If, if it's truth and it'll work in your life, would, would that be alright? So, so, so this is what happened in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night, around about 2.30, I love to say that I got up and prayed. And that sounds real spiritual. Around 2.30, the Lord woke me up and I got up and prayed and sought the Lord. But that wasn't what happened. I, at at, at 2.30 in the morning, my grandbaby came in around by 2. She came in at 2 and she got in the bed with us and, and she does that sometimes. She just get in the bed and, and because it's just, it's just real comfortable for her that she get in the bed. And so she'll, she'll get on over there, she'll, she'll, she'll go past my, my wife and she'll go on over, come over there and she'll just slide on that side. And I, I, I can just about feel her coming in. I just pull a blanket up there, she'll just come over at that side and she just, just got to stay asleep. And so, so she did that around by two. And so, uh, and then, uh, and then, and then I, I and, and uh, this is what happened. I noticed on my phone that, um, Someone had sent me a message or somebody had called me and because she woke me up and I said, well, somebody called me at two in the morning and it had a name on it. No, it didn't have a name on it. I said, well, who called me at two in the morning? So I texted him and said, sorry, Mr. Call. Who is this? <laughs> and then I went back to doing what I was doing. And so which was sleeping. Right. Watch this. <laughs> so most stuff happened, but that's not pertinent. But watch this. In the morning, the person said their name who they were. All right, I know a couple of folks with that first name. I still don't know who it was, all right? Remember, I got a new number, so, so watch this. Matter of fact, how did they call me then if they don't have my new number? That's a whole nother thing. So, so, so it's probably the wrong number, now that I think about it, because I got a whole new number. I don't even know the person with that name. But watch this, but that's okay. This is a revelation. They told me who they were, and so I said, well, let me give them a, a good word for the day. <laughs> Let me just give him a good word for the day. So I got ready to say, well, I got ready to type Happy New Year and, and say something else. And time I typed in happy, the Lord said, stop. Amen. I said, what, Lord? Because remember, Africa told you about the word we had. And I said, happy. And the Lord said, now say day. And I said, happy day to you. Because that's where it starts. Happy. They, most of us want to go to Happy New Year. 
but you'll never have a happy new year until you make up in your mind to have a happy a happy day but then the Lord said but you know you'll now you'll not even have a happy day until you decide you're going to have a happy hour huh? now I'm not talking about that between 3 and 6 time but I'm talking about your initial hour and then he said, well, you'll not even have a happy hour until you decide when your eyes open up in the morning that you have a happy moment. And so initially it's going to start with a happy moment that will stretch into the happy hour that will be begin to increase into a happy day, that you can go into a happy week, that you can multiply by four into a happy month, that will multiply by 12 into a happy year. But it starts with a happy, happy day, which actually starts with a happy moment. And I said, well, Lord, what, 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 do you, what do you base that on? And so he sent, me to, to, uh, he sent me to Psalm 118. If you'll go there, and, and it, it talks about Psalm 118, verse 24. Listen to what it says. Because the psalmist declared this. He declared this. He says, this is the day. This is the day when you open up your eyes in the morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. When I wake up my eyes in the morning, I need to focus on whatever day it is. It may be a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. It doesn't matter. But this day is the day that the Lord has made. When I focus on that and start my day off, I can have a happy moment as I go into the beginning of my day. So my day starts off happy. When I understand the truth that this is what? The day. i got to start off with the moment. This is the day. i got to receive that word from the Lord. At this moment, this is the beginning of the day. Yes. That you made. The beginning of the day for me. But understand, this is not the beginning of the day. It, it, it started at 12 o'clock. At whatever time 12 o'clock was in your time zone. But guess what? You may have been asleep when it started. Yeah. But when you woke up, it was your moment to make the declaration that this is the day. Your day started already, and just the fact that he touched you with the finger of love, meaning it was already a happy day. I don't need Edwin Hawkins to sing a song and say, oh, happy day. That's a little old for some of y'all. But he came up with the song, oh, happy day. He don't have to sing that song for me because just the fact that I woke up means it's a happy day. But it's up to me to make the declaration out my own mouth. Lord, I thank you because this is a happy day. Because this is the day you have made. Do you hear me now? This is the day the Lord has made. I will. I will rejoice. No, 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 but Pastor, you don't understand. When I went to bed last night, it was some stuff going on. But see, but you don't understand. Just the fact you went to bed and woke back up, you've given it enough time for God to work on it. Amen. How many know it don't take long for God to work on something? Amen. And the fact that you were able to go to sleep and wake back up, oh, you've given God more than enough time to work on your situation. Yes. And so I'm going to wake up saying, this is the day you have made, Lord. Yes. I shall rejoice. Yes. And be glad in it. Yes. Pastor, you don't understand. And the Lord showed me there are going to be some people that are going to want to argue about the day being happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's going to be some folks that want to argue about 
how happy the day is because I don't understand what kind of day they have. But can I submit something to them for a second? I'm sure you're not the ones that's going to argue, but can I submit something to you? Let's, let's just say we walked in the room earlier today and, and we start videotaping. I know this is a little antiquated because people don't even need these no more. They, they got digital cameras and, and all this, but I have a camcorder in my hand and, and, and it's so easy when you open up this camcorder to begin to record what's going on in the room. Now, how many know that the reality of this camcorder is going to catch whatever's in front of it? Are oh, you hearing me? The reality of this camcorder is going to record whatever's in front of it, and that's what it records. But now, please understand, the reality of this camcorder is not the reality of the room. Now, that's going to go past some of you until I come back. Understand, now, I'm only dealing with about two inches of screen here. And I'm only dealing with wherever I'm pointing the camera at. So the reality of the camera is only limited to what it is focused on or pointed at. Glory to God. So it's possible to be in a room with so much going on, depending on what I focus on, becomes the reality of my camera. Are you hearing me, somebody? Are y'all saying you hear me, but are you really listening to me? Well, let's, 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 let's see if we can make this work for you. Okay. <clears throat> okay, Lord. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. I want you to just close your eyes for a second. Well, first of all, just look around. Just look around. Look around. And I want you to notice everything in the room. Look around. Everything in the room. I want you to notice everything in the room that's brown. Everything in the room that's brown. Just about everything, right? Everything in the room that's brown. <laughs> look around, look around, look around. Okay, good, 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 good. Now, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Everybody in closing your eyes. Now, now, it's not my fault you send this to somebody you don't trust. Close your eyes. For the sake of the message. Close your eyes. And I want you to tell me where in the room is something blue. Wait, 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 stop, Pastor. Wait a minute. That ain't what you said. That ain't what you said, Pastor. That ain't what you said. That ain't what you said. You said, notice everything in the room that brown. You said that. And I, I took my time and I looked at everything because I knew I wanted to be the best at this. I wanted to be able to give you a list of everything that I saw brown. But, but tell me where something blue. Now, I know, I know, I know that if you ever were the drill sergeant in your life, you, that your eyes have been calibrated to tell the sex of a gnat at 50 meters. So I, I, I'm not surprised that you know what's blue in the room, Dr. Cliff. I'm not surprised because not only can you tell the sex of the gnat at 50 meters. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're able to tell if it's bisexual. Oh, well. But that's a whole nother topic we're not going to okay. go at, okay? okay. So you go, you, 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 you close up your jacket, I right. cover up the S on your chest, right. and we're going to go back to these regular folks. <laughs> and you've been married to Mr. Superman, so I ain't going to ask you either. Hallelujah. But now, did, did you notice, you can open up your eyes, did you notice that it was so hard to describe what was blue in the room? Yes. Because you were so focused on. Brown. 
back to the camera. So, 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 depending on what my camera is pointed at, I'm going to focus on a certain thing, and that's really all I see. And so it becomes the reality of my camera. But to be accurate, it's not the reality of the room. And, 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 and the word of God comes to tell you, regardless to the, the reality of the camera lens you've been focusing on, you need to understand this is the, uh, this is the day the Lord has made. And you need to, you know, you may have been focusing on the wrong color. You may have been focusing on the wrong thing. You may have been listening to the wrong conversation. But there's something in the room, there's something in the atmosphere, there's something in the word that will make you rejoice. There's something out here, there's something in this earth that because this is the day the Lord has made, he's put something in this day to make you rejoice yes. and be glad in it. But, 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 but Pastor, I don't feel like being glad because you're focusing on the wrong color. You're focusing on the wrong thing. You're listening to the wrong conversation. You're looking at the x-rays. You're looking at your blood. You're looking at what the doctor said. You're looking at what the court is. You're looking at your wallet. You're looking at something that's a wrong reality. Hallelujah. Don't you tell me this ain't better. Don't you tell me this ain't better than what we was. Oh, I, I, I found me a whole another revelation of truth. Yeah. Help yourself. And so just at the fact, just at the fact, just, it just frees me to know that I'm not limited to what's on this screen. Because my mind will try to make me remember, but you know you saw. Yeah. You saw. You know how your mind tells you. know you saw. You know where Uncle, G, Uncle John died from. You know where Aunt Sue died from. You know this is in our bloodline. See, but that's just on your screen. Are you willing to understand there's something larger than what you focus on? That's in the room, that's in that life, that's in the atmosphere, that's in the spirit. And if because you're a faith creature, if you can hook up on what faith says is really real and stop looking at, oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They warn folks that in the desert about looking at something that looks real. But because they've been in the desert so long, you come to find out it's not real. They call them a, a Mirage. Right, right, right. That means your mind is making up something that's not really there. It's a figment of your imagination. It's, it's, it looks real to you, but, but it's really not real. I'm here to tell you that if you're not careful, you'll focus on the mirage. And you, watch this. We're just talking about just straight lens, focusing on. We hadn't even got to, there's a button on here that's called Teller. What do you call it? Teller? What? Uh, um, what is it? You pull it down and it tells Zoom. That's it. That, yeah. And what it does, look, I'm looking at everybody, but when I pull it down, it just zoom. I don't see nothing but this beautiful sister right here. I'm just her. I'm just checking her out. Now, everybody else is here, but, but all I see is her. Teller Zoom, it just brings me right to her. There are more sisters in this room, but then her but, but shh, I'm looking at her now. Yeah. And if you're not careful, if you don't know what your lens is on, if you don't know what you see, you will zoom in mm. on the wrong thing. Hey, it's right. 
now we in church, so I'm not able to use this example, but, but just say if it was a party and you zoomed in, it could be somebody over here arguing in the corner, and that's, that's what you notice all the time, man. And so what's going to be your recollection? What's going to be your reality of that party if you, all night you're looking at them over there arguing? When they, tell you, they, when they ask you, how was the party, man? That party, man, it was, a, it was just a bummer, man. I mean, it was arguing all, the time, all day. Arguing, man, that's, because that's all you stayed on. You stayed focused on it. But what if the rest of the room, they was getting down? What if the rest of the room, they were doing the, the good, good smelling leg, not the bad smelling leg? What, what if they were doing something? What if they were having a great time? I don't know why they call these dancers some stupid names. Who would do the stinking leg? What in the world? Can't you name it something better? <laughs> you make sanctified folk don't even want to do it. Like, oh, I don't want to do no stinking leg. I don't even sound sanctified. Hallelujah. <laughs> but yet and still, we see sanctified folk over there. But I'm, I'm, I'm being comical, but watch this. It's so easy to focus on, focus on the negative and not even realize, you know, there's a lot more positive things going on in the room. Yeah. I just put, I zoomed in on the wrong thing. Yeah. But what if I zoomed in where they were having a great time, they were enjoying themselves? Man, now when somebody asked me about the party, man, it was the greatest party I've ever been to in my life. Yeah. They were still arguing in the corner, but I wasn't focusing on that. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So I wanted to tell you that because I want you, Lord wants you to understand that depending on what you focus on is where your faith going to be. Amen. Go to Proverbs chapter 3. Anybody getting blessed so far? Yes. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 3. We're going to read a few verses on this. This is where the Lord is going to really nail in on us. I'm going to begin dealing with verse 5. Now notice it here, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, it says, trust in the Lord. Somebody say, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust, that means rely on him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and stop leaning on your own understanding. Stop leaning on what's on your screen. Mm -hmm. yes. Just because that's all you know. Stop leaning on all you know. Stop leaning on all you've experienced. Stop leaning on, well, it's always been my experience. Yeah, no doubt, but, but, but don't God, can't the Lord do more than what you know? Amen. Are you open to what God can do rather than what you know yeah. about your own experiences? So, so he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. Yeah. Because when you do, when, when, when you begin to trust in the Lord, it gives you an opportunity in all your ways, even though you don't understand it, you get to acknowledge him. Yes. And so even though it looks bad, you get to say, but you know, it's not bigger than Jesus. Right. You know, I still trust the Lord to turn this around. Oh, I, I, yeah. look, I'm so I'm so excited about where we are right now. Oh, look, if I had a tail, I'll wag it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited about where we are because we serve the God. That's so awesome, he would take what looks so bad and turn it around and make it look better than you could ever imagine. Remember, he's the God that took Israel. That, look, this, is, this was really bad. He took the God that took Israel that messed up so bad that he let them wander around in the wilderness for 40 years. That's pretty well jacked up, y'all. I can see 40 hours. That's a week. 
work week anyway. I could see maybe he's a little upset with me, maybe a month. All right. He really tore up on me half a year. We talking 40 years. We talking about life sentence. He gave him a life sentence. He look, I'm going to let y'all wander around to every one of y'all that disobeyed me, drop dead. And then I'm going to bless your children to give you what I would have gave you. Give them what I would have gave you. Do you hear me? That's something that looks pretty bad. But we're talking about a God that takes something that looks so bad. That when they got on the other side of the 40, Somebody say the other side. When they got on the other side of the 40 years, we talking about the land was still filled with milk and honey. Now, do you hear me? Look, God God still had the blessing that was so good that once they got on the other side, it was so glorious, they still had to sing God's praises. We talking about a God that took them from the other side of 40 years of wandering where their parents went through and still blessed the kids that he kept his word to what he said he would do. So I'm talking about I serve a God that would take a situation that looks bad and still flip it around and make it good. Are you hearing me, somebody? But where's your faith? What is your lens focused on? What are you saying? What are you saying? Are you willing to say, I know my lens only see this, but I know know my reality has to be bigger than what my lens is focused on. God's bigger. God's bigger than this room. God's bigger than these few chairs. God's bigger. There's there's too much ministry in here. There's too much richness in this world. It can't stay locked up in this room. I, I know it's bigger. Amen. The reason you hear is because you know it's bigger too. If this, this is all you thought it was going to be, you'll be down the road too. Come on, be real. And if I thought this was all it would be, look, I'll be down the road with you. Because this is not something I really want to sign up for time and time again. Why? Because ministry is so demanding, it takes you away from what you would do. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing me, somebody? Yes. So when the opportunity came, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is time to walk away. This is an opportune time to make a mad dash. <laughs> Are you hearing me? This is the, uh, look, make a mad dash to anywhere. But there was something too great inside me. They wouldn't let me run and get your marks, get ready. Oh, I was in the, I, I was elevated. I was elevated, Lord. Lord, if you fire the gun, Lord, I'm gone. I'm, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. Cause how could, how could, we'll write a book. We'll put it on CD. We'll go on the internet. We'll be fine. But the Lord wasn't, look at the neighbor and say, the Lord wasn't finished. The Lord wasn't 
once, then the Lord's still not finished. He showed me Will McDowell just because of the reality of what's on your screen. Please understand, there's something bigger in the atmosphere than just greater than the screen. It's greater than you. It's greater than what folks see. It's greater than what folks are saying. And if you would just trust me, I'll show you really how great it is. And that's why you're here, because you see the greatness, not in the individual, but the greatness of the Lord. And you refuse to let go until it bless you. You refuse that I will not let you go till you bless me, God. This is what you told me to hold on to, and I'm going to hold on to it until you come through with what you said you would do. Amen. Am I talking to anybody? Amen. And so that's what happened. And the Lord showed me, look, stop looking at what you see, trust in what I do. And he said, lean not to your own understanding. Watch this. Acknowledge me on all your ways, and watch this. I direct you. And this is what's exciting. Look. The Lord is directing. Yeah. And see, sometimes you go certain ways and, and, and people may say something different. And say, okay, well, what do I do, Lord? Just trust me. Yeah. Just trust me. No, remember we were waiting on the word for um, a Pacific school, a Christian school to use their academy, uh, use their academy and their, their uh, auditorium. Sound like a great opportunity. Come to find out, they, their board met and say, well, you know, we're not quite sure if we want to do that, 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 that. I said, well, praise the Lord. I said, well, praise the Lord, because you know what? He shall direct my path. Yeah. And I know what the Lord has for me. It's going to be easy. Yeah. And this yoke is going to be light. It's not going to be anything I got to politic into. I ain't got a brown nose. Even though my nose is very brown, I don't have to brown <laughs> nose. Because that's a whole nother thing that I ain't planning on doing. Because if this is God's, he's got to do it. That's the thing. Look, if God, if this is you, you got to do it. And when you do it, you got to do it the way you do it. Because I'm not going to try to piece something together, throw something together. And no, 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 no. That, that was me. I'm not doing that. So it's got to be huge because God does stuff like that. Can we go a little bit further? And so, so I said, Lord, what are you saying? He said, look, look, lean not to your understanding. Acknowledge me on your, your ways and I shall direct. Are you seeing me? I shall direct your path. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't be wise. Stop trying to understand everything and go in your own wisdom. Watch this. Fear me and depart from what you know is wrong. And when you do that, it's going to be health to your what? Health to your flesh. Whatever you know that's not right, depart from it. And watch it be health for you. Watch it be health. Somebody say health for me. Just walking away from what I know is not God brings health to me. That's revelation, somebody. It brings health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Amen. If there's something going on in your health, walk away from what's going on wrong in you. Whatever the Lord is showing you, you need to let go. Whether it be unforgiveness, whether it be bitterness, whatever it is. If there's something that's going on where somebody didn't do you right, there's some stuff going on, some yuck, just release, folk. Let's just let them go. Just let it go. And you're able to receive the health for your flesh and, and your bones. You'll be able to receive the strength because God wants to empower you with his manifested health and restoration but you can't have it if you're still holding on to junk come on, junk come to just test you for your blessing yes. stuff that comes in your life is just testing to see if you really want your blessing honor the lord with your oh just catch it now because some of us not ready to do this but we got look this is the, this is the revelation honor the lord with your what with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase Honor the Lord with your possessions. Let your possessions be something that honors the Lord. 
ain't saying give everything away to the church or give everything in the name of the church, but I say honor the Lord in that which is yours. <clears throat> Don't allow something that is yours to bring dishonor to the Lord. Honoring the Lord with your possessions. Yeah. That's what it means. That don't mean the church wants all your stuff. We want you to have your stuff. Because you're going to take care of your stuff. And you're going to honor the Lord with it. Does that make, make sense to you? Yeah. Honor the Lord with it. Take care of it. When you're taking care of it, that's you honoring the Lord. Honoring the Lord with your, what you, with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Now that means as God increase you, remember God's portion. This is my stuff, but now when new stuff come, God, I want to give you your portion of that. I want to give you your tithe of that. Why? Because, I, look, God, I trust you with the 10 because you're willing to trust me with the 90. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Man, if we were to enter in a partnership, I want to draw up a contract with you right now, and I'm going to give you 90% of whatever you do, and all I want is 10. If you don't sign up for that partnership as quick as you can, something wrong with you. You get to have 90% of whatever, whatever yield come in. All I want is nine or 10%. What a deal. Yeah. Really? Yeah. All I want is the dime off the dollar. Take the 90 cent. You better sign up before he say, I'll tell you what, give me 20 cent. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to sign up on the dime in case you want to change my mind. Because how I many know the Lord, which begin, as you begin to get blessed in the 10, sometimes he'll just say, you know what? Go to 15% now. Go to 20%. I know folks playing 30 and 40% back to the Lord. 50% back to the Lord. Because they're seeing God come through so faithfully with the 10. Say, you know what, Lord? I want to see how faithful you come through if I give you 20. I feel you're telling me, leading me to give you 25. And God keep coming through. But the 10 is just the training wheels to the revelation of how to honor the Lord with your first fruit. The 10 is just the training wheels. Look at the name say training wheels. Training. Folks, some folks still gagging on training wheels. <laughs> Remind me of the old fellas that got those little three-wheelers on the motorcycle. <laughs> they don't want the one-wheeler. They, they, they don't want the two-wheeler. They got the three -wheeler. Look, and nothing wrong with that because I wouldn't mind having that myself. Would you roll with me, brother, if I had one of them? <laughs> with the two wheels, I like the two-wheeler in the front. That's kind of different. That's, mm -hmm. I, I like that. That's what I like. Yeah. I'm talking to you. Will you be willing to trust God on the training wheels? Yeah. And let him prove, because how many know you learned how to ride on the training wheels, but yeah. when you really start riding, when you take the training wheels off, oh my God, I remember teaching my baby girl how to ride a bike, and that was a trying experience, because she was scared, and you know, you know how you go on that first bite, and this, this tip, and she used to the training wheel, and so I'm running behind her, and my wife, my wife would not sign up for that. I'm running behind her, holding the seat, and I'm running behind her, and we're running. We, I'm running, and uh, come on, baby, we're up in the street here. Come on, baby, and I'm running. I'm running. And she goes, come on, and she's a little scared. Don't let me go, Daddy. I'm running. Okay, okay, all right, baby. All right, and we're running. Okay, come on, baby. All right, all right, all right you ready? No, Daddy, don't let go yet. Don't let go. Okay, all right, all right. Come on now, sugar. All right, all right. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, just a second. Give me some water. Okay, okay, come on. And we run it, 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 we do, we run it. And, and we finally get to a place where she's willing to try. She's trying. And, and, and she, it starts wobbling a little bit. And then and she's, and I, I'll get behind her. And I said, now nah, I'm going to let go of you, but you won't know when. And then I start letting go a little bit. And she couldn't tell because I'm behind her. And before you know it, she's riding. She's riding. 
my tongue is hanging out the side of my mouth when she riding. I'm saying, she, and she said, oh, daddy, look, look. I'm like, yeah, hell, baby. Yeah. Praise, praise the Lord, sugar. Uh, daddy gonna ride with you in just a second. Daddy gonna ride with you. I had to get my breath. I had to get my breath. And so now, this is the part that I will remember the rest of my life. I'm riding alongside her now. Something we've never done before without the training wheels. Because now we're on the street and she's riding and she says this, I don't even know what age you was, nine or 10 or whatever. And she says this while I'm riding next to her and it made me, you ever had one of the moments where your child says something and you realize you, you, this is something that you're gonna never forget. And so we riding and she says, and she's riding and she holds her head back and her hair blowing in the wind. She said, oh, this wind on my face is like a million bucks. Who says that? <laughs> she can't even count to a million. What are you talking about? This went on my face. Like a, and it just changed my life because I was willing to invest in her yes. to get off the training wheels. And now she was, in, look, she was able to, from the training wheels, really enjoy the ride. Now, my point is, the tithe is just the training wheels. The Lord wants you to get to a place where you really trust him. And you say, Lord, Lord, I'm so glad I'm past this 10. Forgive me for gagging on the 10. Forgive me for gagging on. Lord, I'm just so glad I can trust you now. Now, now I, I, can, I, I, I can really enjoy this faith walk. I can really enjoy doing what you say. I'm not, I'm not having to lean in on something one side or another. I'm able to trust you. Man, that blew me away. I, it's, it's, it's the concept of moving from what he's training you in to what he wants you to flow in. Y'all catch what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not about you getting me. I ain't about you getting the money or me getting the money. It's about you understanding there's a training process that God wants to get you past in everything we're doing. So he wants you to be able to flow into what he called you to. Can, 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 can we move on to the next point? All right. And we're about to wait to close. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we done. Okay. Ah, I didn't know it was there. Okay, Lord. My final one, John chapter 11. I'm going to just sum this up. John chapter 11, we know that Mary and Martha has a brother named Lazarus. He dies. Don't have time to read it. Y'all go home and read it. He dies. But, 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 but he's a friend of Jesus. Jesus didn't come when they thought he would come. Anybody ever had that happen to you? He didn't come when he thought he would come. And then when he showed up, we're not even mentally prepared for him because... He showed up late. We, we, we want to fuss now. Rather than be thankful that he show, he, well, he's here now. Praise God, at least he's here. But we want to fuss. Why, why we want to fuss? Because, because he didn't show up the time we thought he should have showed up. So you, you got a sister that wants to fuss. Lord, if you had been here, see, rather than thank God you're here, look, my change has come now. Rather than recognize when the Lord shows up, you, you, there's nothing else to say, change is here. Yeah. When revelation shows up in your life with the real word, look at your neighbor and say, change is here. Change. That's why I'm so excited about having a revelatory word. A revelatory word will open up the scripture so that yeah. it comes alive. Yes. Stuff that I was locked out of, it's, I'm, it's free now. I can walk in it. And so here you got a sister just saying, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Look, you, you should have been here. And look, and Jesus said, look, your brother's going to rise again. Yeah. 
Well, I know that. How many times we told the Lord we know something? I know that. No, but see, you don't know. See, we're talking, but we don't know. Because, see, we only know, huh? We only know what's in our two-inch lens. And so it must be very limiting for the Lord to talk to us. Can you imagine talking to someone that's limited to a two-inch lens when you have the perspective of the whole room? Do you know, do you realize how you have to choose your words? Oh, wait, wait a minute. I'm, you're not at that level yet. Let me come down here. Okay, oh, no, you're not there yet. Let me come, let me come. And, and can you imagine how testing it must be for the Lord to reduce what he has for us to the place where we can finally get to a place where, okay, I got to get down here where you can, because some of us, he got to get down so low that, that we can bear, look, he, he, that so elementary. Now, now, got titles in the church. Are you hearing me? Been saved a long time. But when the Lord has to talk to you, he really has to come down to here. Now, for those that's on the, on the audio, I'm about three inches from the floor. Because there's only so much I can give you because you don't realize the reality is not the what's in your screen. The reality is how huge the spirit realm is and what I have to work with. And if you would trust me to use what I have to work with, then what you think I got to work with. It's a whole big difference from what you see I have to work with in this two-inch screen than what really the Lord. Look, I'm seeing what the Lord has to work with the room, but for real, for real, it's past this room, y'all. The Lord is able to reach into some brain here and change the reality of this whole room. So when we can let our faith be, Lord, I know you're more than what's in my little screen. So when you start talking to God, just, just realize, Lord, look, I don't even want to try to let my little mind tell you nothing. Lord, I know that, watch this, I'm going to close my little screen and I'm going to give it to you. Because my little screen will limit what I have to ask for. So that's why I'm so glad. And I, I'm so sorry for some of these denominations that try to limit y'all in your faith and say, you know what, you don't need to speak in tongues. You know it's not required. No, you don't need to speak in tongues. It is really not required. But I'm telling, here to tell you that the tongues have syllables that you don't know. It. See, your syllables are only limited to your vocabulary. And your vocabulary, will, look, at best, only fit the screen. But when you slip into the spirit, it is you close the screen and you tap into something that's somewhere else out in the spirit realm. It reaches and grabs it and look, it pulls it, it pulls it, it keeps on pulling it. See, you don't look, it keeps on pulling it, and look, it keeps on pulling it. And then they say, now look over here and let me show you what I'm bringing you. You see, eyes have not seen, nor, nor ears have heard, ah, nor have, even have it entered into the hearts of men. But, but it it reveal, my God, my God. It is revealed by my what? By my spirit. Not by your vocabulary, but by my spirit. And you only get to speak in the unknown tongue by his spirit. Come on now. So I, I'm not going to argue about whether we need to speak in tongue or not. You, you stay stuck with your little screen. Because there's a vocabulary that's higher than mine's. And yours, yes. Mr. Educated. 
Because I admit, my screen of vocabulary may be a portion of your screen. But when I slip in the tongues, now I done jumped past all both of our screens and I done went somewhere you don't even know about and we grabbing something that neither one of us know but, but, but I trust him for it. And I can't even explain how it got here except look at God. And so Jesus tells her, you know, you know, uh, your brother shall rise again. You know, I know that Jesus. He'll rise at the resurrection. Everybody knows that. Because that's what's a scream. But Jesus will let her know. He said, don't you know? Your screen, what your screen is talking about? It's talking to you right now. I am the resurrection. I am the one that takes dead stuff. I am the one that takes stuff that's dormant, been laying in your land, look like it don't have any life in it, and I take it and I shake it and make it come alive. I am the resurrection. I am the life. He that believes in me, come on, hallelujah. He that believes in me, she that believes in me. Though there's some dead stuff in you. Hallelujah. He that believeth in me. When I shook your hands, mother, the Lord showed me in a revelation that Arthur and Rodgers went seven different ways. He that believeth in me. He that believeth in me. When God grabs a hold to your belief, he'll shake what's been dead in your life off of you. Y'all press in just a little bit because there's some stuff getting ready to change off of you. See, there's some stuff that was in 2015. It came in here with y'all. But see, the Holy Ghost getting ready to shake something off of you. Hey, shout out about shot. The Holy Ghost getting ready to shake something off of you by faith. And he's going to cause something to be bigger than your screen, your expectation, your dream. And he's going to cause you to really begin to believe again. Somebody say, believe again. He that believes in me, though he was dead, yet. There's some dead stuff in my life, yet. Pastor, I don't have it all together, yet. I'm still working through something, yet. I want to talk to somebody that's still working through something, yet. Pastor, I still mess up a little bit, yet. God's not intimidated with your limitations. That's just what's on your screen. Lord, just elevate your hands right now where you are. Hallelujah. God, I receive what you're doing right now in me. I heard your word just say hallelujah. If I can receive, if I can believe what you said. If I can believe what you said, Lord. Yes, shall I live. Some dead stuff on me, but I'm going to live anyway. They pronounce death on me, but I'm going to live anyway. Been in pain in my body, but yet shall I live. Blood tests show certain things, but yet shall I live. My bank account's not right. Yet shall I live. 
creditor of God, but yet shall I live. Heartbroken God, yet shall I live. Can't have a good relationship. I'm tore up. Yet shall I live. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I look like I got it together, God, but I'm mean inside and I'm no count. I just won't act right. Yet shall I live. I've learned how to say the right lingo, but there's still something wrong on inside. And when I lay my head on the pillow, I know there's something. Yet shall I live. And I come to call you to a place of happy. Because your happy has nothing to do with what's going on on your screen. But your happy has everything to do with what the Lord said. Your happy has everything. So as we go into the 2016, I pronounce happy over you. I said happy over you. I ordain you to be happy. I ordain you to be happy. Oh, I'm going to drunk up in here. I ordain you to be happy. What are you saying, Brother Preacher? Your situation may look bad. It may look negative. But isn't that, what, isn't that what we do? Isn't that what we do when things get bad? Remember when we were in the world? Things get a little rough? We'll go, we'll, when we go in there on purpose to sit down at that bar and take a couple of drinks until we didn't move from being sad to happy? Give me another shot, John. Give me a double. I, I need a double, dog. Time I come in, I, Double up, man. Give me two already. Double up. What you say? I, I need something that's going to take me out of this depression and move me to a place of happy. But don't you know the same way the world has learned, that's how they can move from their depression to happy. But really, they're taking depressants to get happy, which is going to make them wind up being even more depressed. It's, so it's really a mirage. Remember I talked about that? But this truth I'm giving you right now. That's right. Look at your neighbor and say, tell the Holy Ghost, double up, Holy Ghost. Double up, Holy Ghost. Oh, some of what we've been needing, some of us have been, uh, been going through some stuff. We just need to double up, Lord. Hey, give me a couple glasses right up. Oh, oh, oh. Give me a chaser. Oh. Why? Because we've been going through some death. Yes. And we've been making it ours. This is my situation. This is my thing. This is my da da da. This is my arthritis. This is my high blood pressure. This is my whatever. My well, no, no, no. It's not yours. That's right. You've been born again. You're in a whole new family. You're in a whole new family. I don't care what your family used to deal with. You, you're in a whole new family. So Uncle John, Auntie, and and, and uh, Mother Mary, and all that. They could have had had all of that. But I'm in another family now. I ain't got to own what mama used to have. I ain't got to own what daddy used to have. I ain't got to live like my uncle daddy used to have. Used to live. I'm in a whole new family. Now I will take the legacy of their righteousness, but I won't bring the death with me. Look at your neighbor and say, I refuse to bring the death with me. Oh, that does shout. I hear some, I, as we go into this 2016, some of you are going to be moving into new houses. I hear this on the Holy Ghost. Some of you are going to be moving into new houses, new homes, new cars, new situations. 
And I want to counsel you as you get ready to move into your new homes, your new houses, and your new situation. Don't take a lot of that old negative junk, that old trifling junk you got that's been boxed up, but you ain't used it in years. Why you gonna bring that stuff? You ain't even opened up in years. You gonna bring that with, why even bring that stuff? Yeah, it's stuff in this house out here. We have been boxed up for five years. That stuff, uh, everything out there gonna go in the trash. Amen. Almost everything, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I had to think about women. Let me see. <laughs> I'm gonna buy another house where we're going. Hallelujah. <laughs> but why would you take that trifling stuff yeah. that you know is no count anyway because you're not using it? I went out there and I saw the rat droppings out there. I said, well, whatever's out here, the rats and got it now. <laughs> They're going in the trash. Yeah. That's what we do in our lives. We get ready to move to another situation, but we go get the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. We get the boxes, and it's been rat eaten and infested with stuff, and we're still trying to hold on to it. We get, the, we get the old blood test and we get the, what our family used to deal with. And we get all that anger and management and all that stuff we used to have to deal with. You know, Uncle John was mean and Aunt Sally was mean. And, we you know, I'm just kind of mean when I get a little upset. See, you, 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 you're picking up a box. You declare you're a new person and they refuse to be that person you used to be. So I got to let you out of here. But listen, do you sense the Holy Ghost in what I'm saying? I declare you're happy. Be happy in Jesus. Yeah. When something comes to challenge you and change that, refuse to receive it. Come on now. Something going to challenge y'all this week. And I, 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 I ordain you to have the authority to, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that spirit that I would have moved in. And, and I declare that I'm happy. I will not be depressed. I will not be moved by what I see or what I heard or what they just did. In the name of Jesus, I declare happy. Happy. And watch this. Once you declare that over yourself, then start smiling. Yeah. And just allow yourself to be in the disposition. See, a lot of times you can change how you feel by just changing how your body, your body posture. Just change. Just smile. Just smile. I, I promise you. Everybody just smile right now. Just smile. It's, it feels silly, but you, you can't feel the same way once you start smiling. You can't even feel the same way. No. Yeah, I just start smiling. I mean, really smile. Now, I got folks that they cheese, they put up fake smile. Now, that don't work. I mean, genuinely find that, that genuine smile, and it changes how you feel. And then you say, by faith, I receive what you did, Lord, and I walk in this smile. In Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for the word that were released today. And just at the tests that are coming, it lets us know the fact that we're going to be tested. Tests are coming. We will not be surprised at pop quizzes. They're supposed to come to prove we're walking in what's been released in our lives. We will not, we refuse to be surprised or shaken because something is going to test whether or not we're happy in you. What we will do is smile and say, oh, thank you. I get to prove I received the word of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm happy now. I trust you. I rest in you. And I abide in you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, give God a praise in this house if you believe that. 
Glory to God. Give him a praise. Come on, give him a praise. Hallelujah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Brief announcements, and we'll get y'all in here in just about 10 minutes.